Yep. Fire up. Talk Recorded live. Right, everybody. Folks, uh, this is a special talk. request episode uh, for Mo to do a talk on void or, oh, <coughs> void or, void orders, judgment. Oh, you keep breaking up there. Right, I think I'll check over here. Right, it's the 24th of July, 2015. Uh, we're here talking about void orders. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me how how to do void orders. Um, first of all, before you do your void orders, you need to understand what the system is and how it works and why you're voiding it and how you void it. Now, I learned this from Bill Thornton, but he calls it a writ of error. Um, after I spent three months listening to Bill Thornton, um, I then went on to listen to Jean Keating and a woman called Tammy Pepperman. And it was Tammy who uh, got me on to research and void ab initios, which had a great effect over here, especially in the United Kingdom. And we've had a lot of success with the void orders. Now, Bill said you can't do a writ of error if you haven't done a court record. Well, we've proven that's wrong. Um, if any court operates outside of its jurisdiction, its public jurisdiction, then any order it makes is void. Whether it's in their court or not, it's void. Um, I came across a good um, document and it was done by a solicitor. Um, I'll have to get it up uh, on the Microsoft Word in a minute. And it explained all the High Court rulings and the case law where you can actually void a court order. And basically, all it is is when people obviously get an order from a judge, they automatically think that's it. He's made his decision. The only way around it is by an appeal. Well, that's incorrect. There's nothing to say you have to have um, an order from a judge and you have to accept it. So what you're basically doing is you are turning around and saying, oh, no, you are my servants. You are a public servant and you will do what I tell you. Um, I'm not going to take orders from you because if you you haven't put a claim in so that the judge hasn't made a claim against you but he is making a decision to you know come and repossess your house or take your car off you or you know whatever um he can't do that so what you have to do is you've got to void his order now if you don't void his order it means you've accepted what he's told you and what he has made a ruling on when you do your void order it's a case of you need to get four witness signatures because that then becomes what they call a quorum nobis and that becomes public law and the public law overrules any law that a public well, a public servant who's operating in a private capacity has actually made so basically you don't have to do a court to record to to void order we've done this many a time and i've even voided a bankruptcy order the bankruptcy order will be in place 
the guy was sort of six months into being his bankrupt. And I just came in and um, flipped it on his head, and he is now no longer bankrupt. So, we make a bit of background noise there. Right. Right, everybody else hear me? Loud and clear. <laughs> I think Bert's hung up because I think he had some background noise there. Right, so yeah, um, the next thing regarding your void order is you need to look up the legislation and their rules that they have broken. Um, because under their private laws or their private courts, they can change it to suit themselves. Which is why when you know you go into court and you say, well, under section, you know, section eight, eight states A, B, and C, right? They can change that because it's their private law, right? But if you to put in the void order, no, you've exceeded your public jurisdiction, and you, what you do is you use uh, the square bracket CF and you put in the legislation to even back up what you're turning, what you're, what you're saying he has actually done a wrong. Right, so if he stepped outside the jurisdiction, you put you know, the, the, the judge or the, the man that presided as a district judge or magistrate exceeded his public jurisdiction um, uh, because he, like say for example, you could um, have a court case in a magistrate's court, especially with CSA matters, they can take matters into court for £50,000, £60,000, but a magistrate's court can only deal with matters up to £5,000, so you can put that in there. The magistrate's court exceeded their public jurisdiction. And you put, put, put those case laws in there, but make sure you put in square, square brackets with the letters CF, as in Charlie Foxtrot, and then end it with the square bracket. Uh, it, is, it is basically very, very simple when, when you actually do it. I mean, when I, when I started doing that, I just thought, as, as Carl M says, it's so simple, it's scary, which which it is. So if anybody wants to ask any particular questions, fire away. Hello, Mal. It's Petros. Hey, Petros, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Hello, everybody. Right. My question is, Mal, is I've got the minutes to the case that I want to avoid the orders that I want to avoid. Yeah. I'll I have a question. Right, well, let uh, Petros go first. It's all right. You know what? Let the young lady ask, because it might be the same question. Leave it, and if not, I'll ask after, if that's okay. Well, basically, I've got the minutes for the case for the order that I want to avoid. Where would I put the four signatures? The, would it be at the bottom? Yes. Lovely. That was my question. Thanks. Right, yeah. I have a question. Right, okay. And you are? I'm Cheyenne. Oh, yeah. I'm the one who set this call up. All right. And okay. thank you so much. No worries. Um, question I have. Is it Carl speaks? It is a void judgment. Yeah. 
or is it just a void judgment? See, it's the A in front of it. I don't, I don't use a void judgment. All I put on the top of the document is void, notice void of an issue. So you just do a notice of a void. Yes. A vo a void judgment or notice no. of void no. judgment. Notice of void judgment. Okay, so you do a. Okay, thank you. No worries. Just put that in there for you. There you go. No, Janine, it's void ab initio. You need to put A, B in front of initio. Yeah, from from the beginning. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. But really, do you have to put that in? Sorry, say again? Do you have to put that in? Yes, because basically, if you don't put it in, it means you've accepted the judge's decision. Right? Because when people get the orders coming through, they think, oh, right, okay, um, the judge has made a decision. And then what they try and do, they try to get you go, to go down their appeal process. Well, a, you, cannot, uh, you cannot appeal a void order. If it's void from the beginning, how can you appeal something that, that is wrong or it doesn't exist? So there's no need to void. Uh, there's no need to appeal a void order because it's wrong from the beginning. Okay. And I got a few more questions for you. Well, I'm trying to find them now. Hey, Mo, this is Mike. Can you hear me? Hey, Mike, you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Nice to see you on. Um, I have a question. Um, if somebody was thrown in jail for uh, child support arrears yeah. and they were to put in a void judgment, yeah. how, how would that work about having them released or set free? Wait, you would have to do the um, oh the habeas corpus. Uh, but what I would do is, if anybody is going to court regarding child support issues or any issue where you may be thrown in court, the best thing to do is to give somebody else power of attorney over your affairs whilst you're in there. And what that person can do is they can request a copy of the insurance certificate that secures the um, the warrant while you're inside. Because let's not forget all our prisons now they, that they privately run. They're not uh, they're not public public prisons, they're privately run. And if they have members of the public in there then they have to be insured. Hmm. So wouldn't that be the same thing with the bond? Yes. Yeah that's what it is, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. The bond is the insurance. It's about the bond. In this, in this case, um, 
I don't have a whole lot of experience with warrants and stuff like that, but in this case, the man was, he's, he's still in jail right now. They gave him 120 days and yeah. they claim that he still owes the debt when he gets out. But yes, yeah, so that's what they do with that's what they put as a yeah. Yeah, he was, um, he wasn't given a copy of anything else, but he was given a copy of a warrant of committal. There was no warrant for the arrest, obviously no bond attached, but yeah. this warrant of committal, it, it seemed like the warrant of committal was the arrest warrant and the order, and it seemed like everything all in one. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 it does, yeah. So all you do is you require a copy of the insurance bond that secures that warrant. Okay. Yep, we go back to the bond. That's the one, yeah, yeah. It has to, has to, has yep. to be bond. It has to be an insurance bond there. Because if while he's in prison, he has an accident or anything like that, who's going to pay for it? Right? It's like, it's like when Carl, uh, you know, when he did that... Um, Oh, that, that woman who um, the child protection services tried to come in and take the child, and he says, "No, you you go. You ask them for a copy of their insurance warrants, right? I'm 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 not I'm not interested whether you got a, a court order or whatnot. I want to see a copy of the insurance certificate that secures that warrant. So you go back to your bosses and you get a copy of that insurance bond that secures that warrant, and that's when they turn around and walked away. Now I looked in Pennsylvania." And they're claiming they don't have to have a bond. Really? Yes. What, 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 like, who, who, said, who said this? Uh, it's in their, their Pennsylvania codes. Right, okay. So who says you're part of that court? Oh, I'm not saying by court. I'm just saying Pennsylvania codes. They're claiming they don't have to have a, a, a bond. Right, so you want to know who... Right, so if you are actually, you know, if they, if, they, if if they were to break your arm or break your leg whilst they're arresting you under that warrant, right, who's going to pay your medical bills? See, I think what the codes are telling you is that lawyers don't need bonds to go after other lawyers and stuff like that. Yes, correct. It was on Pennsylvania um, code. It was on Pennsylvania codes, Mike. Which applies it was on to their, lawyers. It was well, it applies correct. to lawyers. They're telling lawyers correct. that lawyers don't need bonds to to sue other lawyers. Yeah, because they're part of the private club. That's their private law. Yes. Their brother. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So any any well any public servant who's operating under a private court for a private uh, for a judge who has acted privately, they have to be covered. They have to be insured. Because if they're a public servant and they're operating for a private uh, company or private corporation, right, they, they have to be insured. Exactly. And and how do you find out about their their insurance? Well, all you do is you just write in. You you, you use what, what Carl says. You know what I mean? Because I've used like a lot of what Carl Lenz has. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've been listening to his audios now for, for two years, two or three years. And, you know, I, I just took all the information from there, and I'm thinking, right, and it's just the wording what, what you use. Like, oh, I require you, Bob, right, to show me your um, your insurance bond. 
It's kind of like if um, if a if a worker comes to your house to do renovations or something, and they step on your kid and kill it, somebody's going to have to pay for that. Correct. You can't you can't just go into somebody else's house or go into somebody else's life and start messing around unless you're you know you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Look, Mike, that's uh, that guy who's in uh, who's in prison. Did he have a Did he have a lawyer? No, he he went through family court. He had a lawyer in the beginning, uh-huh. and then the child support ended up going to uh, the child support collection agency. Right. And then he, I don't, I don't know if he did it properly. I haven't seen what he wrote, but apparently he rescinded their his contract with them. Yeah, but I guess they ignored that. So I put in, I helped them put in a notice, uh, making sure it was done more Carl style and uh, properly filed. But so far they've been ignoring everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the best thing to do as well is uh, write off to the child support office and ask for a copy of their accounts to show where they paid out this alleged amount. Because yeah. this, this is where we kick their asses over here. Yeah, I've put in a bunch of notices. That was, I think, that was one of them. Um, we've we've asked them to verify the debt a couple times, but I'm not sure exactly how we worded the notice for the uh, accounting to show that a, a debt actually exists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we we did. I mean, um, the past few orders we've had overruled. We did the, we did the court record and when we went in there the, the the magistrates don't understand what a court record is, uh, but I wasn't there to educate them. It's not it's not my job to educate educate these idiots. So mm-hmm. what what we did we, we put the court record in, the magistrates got the liability order, so we voided it because it was outside the five thousand pound limit outside the, their jurisdiction. Uh, it, that went to county court. Uh, they got an interim charge, so we voided that. We said that's that's void because the very first order they got was the liability order, right? That that was void. So the interim charge order is void because that's based on a void order to begin with. And then they go like for the actual charge, and once they get the charge, they can then go for the order of sale. And it's actually you know we've got like where they've they've actually granted the order of sale, and um, we've just kept put the void order in. And then what they do is they then go to the, the their, their solicitors and their solicitors say, we need to know how many people live in the property because we're going to come and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We say, no, no, the order's void, right? And they say, no, our client doesn't accept this. I'm not interested in what your client accepts or doesn't accept, right? There's the high court rules. There's the case law, right? You show me who's given you authority to overrule these high court rulings, right? Plus also, we place the property into a trust, right? But what the CSA did over here was they obtained a copy of his title deeds before we placed the property in the trust right so they went for the liability order so the liability order is just a way of saying that the debt is legally owed right so whilst a lot was going on we've got his property into trust we've registered that with the land registry so when the csa came in to get the interim charge what they used was they used the old title documents right and we, we just went no it's a, it's, a, it's a fraudulent claim it's a false claim because uh, they put uh, incorrect documents in, and we said, "Look, there you go. There's the correct ones. There's the updated ones with the trust on it." Oh, we, we're not interested. Really, not interested. So you're going to grant the charging order? And the judge said, "Yes, it's not a problem. Knock yourself out. Um, I just need your full name, so I'm going to appoint you with the trustee." 
you know, because the property is in trust, right? And the trust law, anybody who intermeddles with a trust automatically becomes a trustee. So are you now the judge and now appointed trustee? Because the beneficiary is still this man's children, right? So you are now the trustee. And the next thing we knew was bailiffs had come round to try and do a distress levy on his goods. Inside, we said, no, 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 the, the, the liability order was void at county court level. And they come back and say, oh, no, it wasn't. Really? Well, if it wasn't, why are you coming to do a distress on his goods and not come to take the house? Right? You've dropped yourselves in it. So if the void order, as you say, right, doesn't make any difference, right, and that this order the judge made still stands, why aren't you coming and just taking the property? Because you said they've now got the order to force the sale. Right? Well, why are you coming and now living in distress on the goods inside the property? What have you actually come for? The property of the goods inside. They said the goods inside, right? So, sorry, but your liability order was void at county court level. So we had them in a, we had them between a rock and a hard place, and they couldn't touch him. Could not touch him. And that was three years ago, and he's, he's still in his house. Hmm. You know, I mean, because like, like I say, every time... They, they try and ignore your court record. They try and sort of get you back under their jurisdiction. And so long as you put a thing in, you know, I object. I object to your order, right? So, yeah, okay, noted. Great stuff, noted, right? It's on, my, it's on my dictaphone, right? You have now been informed, right, that I object. Give me your order. Now, I know Carl says, yeah, accept the order. But where people are struggling, right, is to actually get a claim into court. Right, you know, I mean, I give this for a lot of money. People can't afford to matters in the court and this is where people come unstuck so I think it's easier just to do the void order and like I say we've had a, we've had a lot of success with, with the void orders yes <clears throat> as soon as I found out about void orders I thought that was amazing yeah 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 I mean like I said it's the void order and and put uh, you know if if you if you can get a method where you can get a claim in and I mean I'm I'm doing that now I mean I'm I'm not sort of on Carl's case or I'm not on Gus's case now saying listen I can't I can't get this claim in right I'm going in there and it's it's trial and error you know I mean I I put several void orders in and what I did was I put the void order in and I put a notice in to have the case set aside which is what they have to do and when I went in. Uh, you know, she said, I'm sorry, but I can't accept your paperwork. I said, really, why not? She said, well, it's not on court paperwork. I said, it doesn't need to be. Yes, it does. Said, does it really? Okay. I said, well, can you just provide the points of law you're relying upon? I've stated that my claim has to be on court paperwork. She said, well, there is one. I said, right, so why are you practicing law from, from your reception? <laughs> and in the end, she took the paperwork. Right, okay. I said, I now require to see a judge. Well, there's no judges in today. Right, okay. And then it went from there's no judges in today to they were all busy. Right. I said, no problem. I said, I'll wait until they finish. We'll be closed at four o'clock. No, you don't. You're open 24 hours a day. No, no, no. The court, the court, the court, court. No, I said, the court doesn't, right? I have access to justice 24 hours a day. Now, I said, if you're going to close a building, right, you better open up another public arena, such as a library or you're a post or whatnot, and let's do business there. So she says, well, if you, if you don't leave, right, we'll have you removed. So how are you going to do that? She says, I'll get security to remove you. Right, okay, so knock yourself. Anyway, she disappeared into her office, and I sat there, and I just made a simple notice to the, uh, to the uh, security, right? I placed one notice, right? You lay one finger on me, and I will have you for a common law assault. Signed it, dated, went to office, right? That's to you. There you go. He goes, 
I'm not coming anywhere near you, mate. I said, no, I'm just placing you on notice. I'm just making you aware. You lay one finger on me, right? I'm going to have you for a common law assault. Right? So I'm sat there waiting. I'm thinking, hang on, you idiots. <laughs> She's accepted the paperwork. Right? So, job's done. So I now come out. I came out. And um, what I'm doing now is I give him sort of 20 a day. So I think it was the 14th of yeah, the 14th of June when I, when I put that in. So I need to ring them back up and find out what, what's going on. Um, but like I say... It's when they're coming out and saying, we can't accept your paperwork. Okay, well, what point of law are you relying upon that says you can't accept that paperwork? And she, she couldn't answer me. Because there is no law to say your claim has to be on court paperwork. But to make it easier, you know, you, you can put it on court paperwork. And all you do is you put on for ease of filing purposes only. And go in that way. So I'm still learning with getting the claim in. But I'm not going to Carl or Gosling saying, right, Tell me how do I do this, right? Tell me step by step. I do it by trial and error. You know, it's it's good. We we ain't gonna know this until we've actually tried it. And you know, like this this is how we've progressed by making mistakes. You know, we go in there, right? No, we can't do this, we can't do that, right? And think, right, where have we gone wrong? Right, let's try it like this, try it like this, right? I'm listening to the car and I'm picking up little snippets of, of information. And you think, ah, right, I'll go in and I'll try this. So this gives up, right, so I can't I can't the, my local mom and pop court, as Carl calls it, right, is now interfering with my right to file a claim. So what I've done now is I've actually gone to the Ministry of Justice in London and I've said, hey, we seem to have a problem, right? We've got privateers running our public courts. What's going on? So I, when I rang them up, they said to me, right, okay, what's going on? I said, so I told them what went on. Right, you need to speak to the court manager at that court. I said, tried that, done it. My phone calls keep getting cut off. Paperwork's been intercepted, right? You guys need to inter intercept this, right? You need to get involved. All right, send us an email. Not a problem. Send an email off. Two or three days later, rang them up. Have you got me your email? No, nothing seems to have come through. Right, send another one through. I said, right. I've sent another one through. Have you got it? Yes, we've got it. Knockout, right? So, are our courts public courts? Yes, they are. Right. So I said, so we should not be denied access to our public arenas. She goes, no. I said, right. Uh, have a look through that email. I'll give you time. I'll give you sort of, you know, seven days. Have a look through it and get back to me. So that's where I'm at. I'm sort of going up, up the ranks at the minute. Yeah, I, um, I went through a similar process not long ago. Uh, they, uh, the, the clerks at the court, when, when I asked her... Uh, she was. She basically was telling me that my documents didn't fit with their rules, and she was kind of going on telling me what the rules were in her own words. Yeah. And I kind of, I was just polite, and I let her finish. And I said, uh, I said, well, thank you for your legal advice and your judicial determination. However, I just require you file those in the case file immediately. And I just kept saying she shit her pants when I said that. She's like, oh, no, that wasn't legal advice. I, said, I I heard what you just said. I just require you file these immediately into the court case. And no, they just have no idea how to get around stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that uh, a few weeks ago. That, uh, I got stopped by a traffic traffic cop. Because uh, there was a guy in front of you, the, a fast... BMW, and I'm owning a, a Land Rover Discovery. Uh, this guy's all over the road. 
And anyway, I overtook him like on these set of traffic lights, and this traffic cop uh, pulled me over. And you know, he said, uh, "Do you know the reason why I pulled you over?" I said, "No, don't you trying to make money for the magistrates' court?" So he said, "Well, Mr. Attitude problem." I said, "Well, what do you base that on?" Anyway, well, just me coming out with that. I said, "You're telling me I'm lying." I said, "You're telling me that all your documents that you have, as when you issue fines or you issue notices, right, hasn't got HMCTS, which is the Majesty's Court and Tribunal Services, on that paperwork?" He goes, "Well, well yes, it does, right? So you are here acting as a privateer for the courts." And he sort of went, "Well, I, I, I need your details. All my details are on your computer." And, you know, he's asking me for my name, I give him my first name, he said, I need your full name, I said, no, you don't. All you need is my first name, and that's all I'm giving you. And he says, you know, usual, uh, well, if you don't give me a name, I'll arrest you and I'll take you in. Oh, communicating a threat, are we, officer? Where does that fit into your duty? Anyway, well, 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 uh, he said, I, I, I just need, uh, no, no, you don't. I said, you don't even need to give your full name when you go to court. So why would I need to give you my full name? I said, uh, right, well, all, all I'm saying you do is just, uh, just, be, just be careful what you're doing. And you let me go, you know, so well, thank you, thank you for your time. And um, away I went. Yeah, I think, uh, I think people just get a little too scared. Like, all it takes is for a cop to ask, are you refusing an order? And people do what they're told immediately. They just give right in. Yeah. Like, it's important to be polite and respectful and honorable at all times, but just stick to your guns. What can they do? Exactly. And I've done this many a time in court. I mean, that one, that Carl, uh, when he first uh, mentioned me, when I sent that email over to him, I went in with my friend, and the, the judge, you know, he, he threatened me with all sorts. And I said, I'm not coming to this public arena to be spoken to or threatened in that manner, especially by a public servant. So I require you to act accordingly and address me in the appropriate manner. And he did. He backed up. I mean, well, he, he lost his temper and threw everybody on the court. And, you know, everybody's looking around and thinking, what, what's going on? I thought, yeah, I've got you. I've got you. And I said to my friend, I said, just keep walking, just keep walking. And when we went back in, it was a total different attitude. You know, and that was when I, I broke, broke the judge down. Because, you know, first of all, it was... Uh, we, we thought it was actually this, 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 well, this man bringing a claim against him, but his accuser wasn't even present. Uh, then it was the Crown, so I thought, well, was the Crown? And he said, well, it's uh, Her Majesty the Queen. Okay. What we require leave the court 72 hours in order for you to subpoena the Queen to this, to this court. What do you mean? This man has a right to face his accuser. You've just said he's accusing the Crown, Her Majesty the Queen. Okay. Get her in. Subpoena her. Well, we, 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 we can't exactly do that. Well, he needs to face his accuser, and what do I broke him down? He said, right, tell you what I'm going to do. There's no prison sentence. There's no fine. Are you willing to pay the man £50 compensation and we'll draw a line on this? And my mate said, yes. And that's all we did. He paid £50, £50 compensation, and we walked out of there. Yeah, I think uh, I think fear and anger are two of the biggest barriers that people have. Right. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, 
Any more questions on the on the void orders? One vitals. I'll go slow here as well. Hey, I have some questions. Go on. Hey, how you doing? This is Vital. Um, I just went through a, a, a trial that uh, ended up being decriminalized, and then uh, they did it just as a traffic hearing. Yeah. Uh, but some some of the charges, one of the charges was not it could not be civil; uh, it was criminal, resisting arrest. Uh, so they went through the trial, and uh, you know I was doing the IMN stuff and all that. They just kept going along, and in the end, uh, they gave me the minimum flat fines they could do on um, three of the charges, and one they filed responsible. Yeah. Now uh, I'm working with Mike. Um, this just happened uh, July 8th, yeah. so um, we're writing a notice and, and the letter to put into the clerk and, and um, into the case. Yeah. Uh, what would you suggest the approach would be to deal with it? I would, so they find you, have they? What was that? How they find you? How did they find me? No, so how, how they issue a fine? Yes, they, well, the, uh, we don't believe uh, it was a, a proper order. I required it in writing and signed. And they kept saying they were just going to put it on the on the, on the the docket report. Yeah. And they ended up putting a note there, but it's really not an order. Right. What, uh, what we're going to be challenging. But I'm just uh, wondering uh, with this void order thing, um, you know, if there's a different approach. What's, what I would do in my case, and I've actually done this, um, I was fined, um, it was an accumulation of files, they, they stuck them all together, and I so I'll try this, what um, you know, Carl has told me to do, and we stopped paying the fine, and what they did was they made a, they issued a warrant for my arrest, so what I did was I phoned the court immediately, and I said, I'm in receipt of your communication of a threat. And they went, what do you mean a threat? I said, well, you've communicated a threat. There's a warrant for my immediate arrest. Yeah, that's correct. I said, right. I'm coming down to court at 2 o'clock, and I want to hold my court. She said, oh, no, no, there's no need to do that. Yes, you've issued a warrant for my immediate arrest, right? Therefore, I'm under arrest. I'm going to come down, and I'm going to hold my court. So I had four hours to make a claim together. Uh, knocked this claim together, and when I went in there, around two o'clock I was in, and the courtroom was full of probation officers. And I went just to stand to one of the pews, and the clerk turned and said, you need to step in the witness box. I said, well, there's no you in I, and I said, I am quite happy standing here. I wish to stand here. It's not you, I said, no, I've already told you, there's no you in I. I said, I require Onto the wall that says, I, a man, has to go in that witness box. I said, Well, th there is no law, it's just court protocol. I said, Well, you haven't explained court protocol to me. And I said, I don't think you've explained court protocol to anybody else who is on there. So I said, Well, you've, you've stopped all your fire, that's correct. Well, you can't do that. 
I have done so few. But can I have a, a reason why? I said, well, I want to know who I'm paying this money to. So she said, it's the court. I said, well, I don't think I've done the court any harm. So could you please place the court in the witness box? She said, what do you mean? That's what you just said. The money's all to the court. Please place the court in the witness box. I wish to face my accuser. No, no, it's, it's, it's an organisation. Who or what is the court? I require the right to face and question my accuser. You said it's the court. I require the court to place in the witness box for me to question. Well, you've been paying £15 a month, right? You carry on paying £15 a month. So you can't make that order because you're not authorised to make that order. Well, I said, the magistrate sat behind you who need to make that order. And the magistrate's kept stumped because I had me claiming. Because I required a copy of the court's public accounts to show where they had lost £1,600 and how they would balance the books. And she couldn't do it. She couldn't answer it. As in, I also require a copy of the arrest warrant because I want to see who's insured it. She said, well, I've got the warrant here, so I require a copy of it. She said, well, um, uh, I, I, I've got the only copy here. She said, are you telling me that you are refusing to give me a copy of that warrant? She said, no, no, no. Okay, give me a copy. She wouldn't. She says, you can get a copy when you leave the court. Not out. So I came out of the court, and I, required, I requested a copy of the uh, warrant. And the admin office said, we don't give it to you. Well, okay. So I did a subject access request to the court. That was ignored. So I went to the information commissioner and said, we have a problem. This is uh, our public service. Can't have data their public duty. What do you want to do about this? And he said, we need to go to their, their top dog, which is the Ministry of Justice. And I went to the Ministry of Justice and I got a copy of the arrest warrant. It wasn't even signed. So what I did was I put a void order in, voiding the clerk's decision because she wasn't authorised to make any orders. She did not produce a copy of the accounts and therefore it's void. And I put a claim in for trespass on my property and I put a simple claim in, you know, the trespass on my property, uh, the exceeded their public jurisdiction, putting all the CFs and whatnot, and that was last February and I haven't heard a thing since. So what you could do is you could request a copy of the court's public accounts to show where they have lost you know, X number of dollars in order to recover it under the guise of a fine. Hey, Does that make sense? Well, I'm kind of having a hard time understanding everything that you're saying because of the, the pronunciation and my accent, but... Uh, <laughs> Maybe Mike's getting it all because he speaks uh, uh, Canadian English, so. Right. <laughs> I do apologize, Jack. <laughs> I'm having a little time hearing, too. Uh, most not coming through really clear, and there's some kind of noise in the background, too. I'm having a bit of problems hearing, so I was going to... Yeah, that is true, so you might want to, you know, slow it down a little bit for those of us that are uh, idiots in uh, English Englishese. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. When I when I come through, it sounds like I'm in a tunnel, doesn't it? 
Yeah, we speak uh, Noah Webster English over here. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to try my American accent. Now, are you on speakerphone? No, I'm on a on a desktop PC. And anyone else that is on the call, please mute out. But you know, you do talk too fast. Yeah, every everybody says that. But people that are not on, um, please mute out so we can listen to Mel. This is a great conversation. Yeah, right. Janine, so far behind eight ball, never heard of a subject request. Yeah, it's it, it it's um how can you put it? It's when you're entitled to the information that they hold about you. That's what a subject, well, it's a subject access request. I think well, it's, also, it's also subjects in, in run. Yes. As well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because in run means about you, the person. Or the man, I should say. Right. But it really has to yes. do with with the uh, bonds. Sorry. Their insurance and their bonds. That's correct. Yeah, because that if. As, as we all know, we they, they purport to be public servants uh, operating, you know, in the interest of the public when we know fine well they're not. We know fine well they're working for private corporations such as the Law Society, the Bar Association. And it's when I mention this to people, you know, I say, right, this is why they want you to go and seek legal advice so they can suck you into their jurisdiction under their private courts, under their private laws. And once they've got you in their private jurisdiction and their private laws, they can change them to suit themselves because it's their laws. Which is why everything they do is based on our consent or our confession, no matter how they trick us or how ignorant we are, it's always us. Correct. Yes. Yeah, correct. Well, it also has to do with just with your um, property tax, how they trick you on the, on the deed. Yes. But what I do with property tax... Um, I mean, we, we have a, a system over here called council tax. And, you know, we, we just write off to the council and, you know, we, we ask for the name of the, the man or the woman who we actually owe this money to. And <laughs> nobody sort of comes forward with any names. So when we, what, what they do over here is they take you into a magistrate's court which over here, magistrate's court is actually an inferior court. So they they hire the room for the day, and I think what they do is they hire their own solicitors to preside on the bench. 
which is why when then you can argue your case, um, they still grant the liability order. The liability order for council tax is exactly the same as a liability order for child support payments. Right, they can they just railroad you, but because it's an inferior court, that's when we just put the void order in, right? Especially for child support matters, when they're coming after you for ten thousand pounds or twenty thousand pounds, we just bang in a void order. Well, you're outside of your jurisdiction anyway, because your limit is actually five thousand pounds. They can't do it. Okay, owing the child support. I yeah. believe I'm, uh, uh, I believe the person should pay for the child. Correct. I think somebody's typing in the background. Somebody has to mute out star six or mute. Sorry, that was me. I'll mute. I don't know. I I don't understand why people can't mute. I don't get that. Why people can't what? Sorry. I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand why people cannot mute out. Because people forget. I was on a call. I came back. I didn't realize I wasn't muted. You know, I don't understand why you can't understand that. Oh, this is Vital. <laughs> yeah, he likes to eat on the phone as well. <laughs> there's there's been a few calls I've listened to. Uh, I think I was listening to one of Carl's shows uh, last week. And somebody started snoring. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I I forget what call that was, but yeah, I listened to that, to that uh, yesterday. That yeah, was yeah someone fell asleep. That was Cheyenne snoring. Oh, was it? No, no, it was not me. <laughs> right. Vital mute out. Okay, let's go back. This this whole call I set up was for Mo to help us with the void orders. Right. So does anyone have any questions on void orders? Yeah, I have a question again. Me, Petros. About the force. Please, please speak up about the four signatures required. Would the four signatures required for the void order include me as well as four others? Yeah, what, what, right, what, what the four witness signatures are doing, they're witnessing you signing the void order. Lovely. So there's going to be four of them witnessing me, the fifth one? Yes. Lovely. So basically, I'm going to put that at the bottom of the minutes of the whole scenario because it's been for a couple of years now. Yeah. So they, they keep coming up with different reasons to uh, uh, recall the fact to court and try and get a court date, which they've managed. Yeah. So what, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to present them with the minutes from the start of the whole court case and, and uh, basically until that point. Yeah, I mean, you, you could you could actually simply void it just on that alone. You could put on that, you know, the 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 the, um, the public court. Well, what I'm for on the public court of record um, 
I'll try to get all wordy now. Let's see if I can get um, get a blue load up. I'll try to. But basically, you you just say that the the public court record voids the order made by the um, inferior court. Um, and I try not to use the words any words ending in ing because Carl says that means in the future. Uh, let's have a look. An example of a void order. I see if I can get the void order in the on the board if it'll fit. Will a big document fit on the board? Does anybody know? I don't think it can send documents on the chat board if that's what they mean. Documents no. can be sent in Skype though. Yeah, no. What I was going to do, I was going to cut, just cut and paste it and paste it into the into the onto the board if it'll fit. Put one of mine in. Find it. Yeah, if you're copy and pasting onto the chat board, you can only do it in little tiny pieces at a time. Right, okay, got you. Let's see, I'll find it. Right. right, another thing to use as well is on the on the on the very front pages I always type big red letters file on demand. Because that means it bypasses the admin department and goes straight to the judge. Ah, I put the court of record voids the order of the anonymous designated officer ab initio at the point of law set out the law. So let's see if this will work. Yeah, no, I was not putting it all in. Is everybody sort of happy with the void order now, or is there any more questions? Yeah, I'll probably think of all my questions after the call once I'm thinking about this stuff. <laughs> right. Well, you, you've got you got me on Skype anyway, Mike. So anything you want to know, you know, just just drop just drop me a line. Yeah. Yeah, I probably will. I got. A, I definitely got some more to think about now. Guys, no worries. All right, I'll try and get it right. So, um, so I'll put in the void. Most of you are in the void judgment, void order group on Skype. Yes. I think so. Yes. Okay, I'll try and get this in and then. Yeah, I'm on that. Yeah, anyone else needs it, they can get it from somebody else. So as long as it's in one of the rooms where people have access to it. Yeah, right. Right, I'll force that in there now so you guys can have a look at that, see, see what you make of it.
Basically, the, the, the void order is just voiding the decision of the public servant who has exceeded his public jurisdiction, be it a magistrate, a judge, district judge, high court judge, because he's only there as a witness. And that's it. Bill Fortner said you, you can't use a writ of error unless you've used a court of record. Well, I've proven that one wrong because I've voided many, many court orders where people have come to us and said, well, you know, before I heard about you more, I went into court, I was railroaded, they wouldn't listen to anything when I was saying, that's right, okay, no problem. Send me the paperwork through. When I look at the paperwork, I thought, well, they're outside the public jurisdiction because they've exceeded the, the, the limit what they're supposed to work on. There's been no proof of account shown. Um, the actual accuser wasn't present. So you put all that in. So straight away, even, even under their legislation, they have done wrong. So it gives you the authority to put in the void order. And well, even if... Um even if I don't have my own claim filed, it yes. still doesn't mean that I'm under their jurisdiction. So it can still be a mistake whether I filed a claim yet or not. Correct. Yeah. Okay, Mel. Yep. Suppose they already gave you a judgment. Yep. <clears throat> can you void that judgment? Yes. Of course you can. Yeah. Yeah, okay, um, and, and as far as the void judgment, um, yep. if you listen to uh, Richard Cornforth, he Some... claims to have, you have to have four legs. Right. Two people, which you never have. Yep. Subject matter. Yep. And the third party witness. Yes. So when they mention of the four legs, you have the four legs if you're going in and you have an attorney. There's your four legs. I wish you were on a better phone. It's hard to hear you. What he's saying is when you're going into their court and you bring a lawyer with you, you've given them the four legs of the table. When you hire okay. a lawyer, so you're giving you them. The, okay. When, when so you, you hire a lawyer, you're giving them the full jurisdiction. That's why. That's why hiring a lawyer is bad. Okay, I, I didn't say about how, hiring a lawyer. No. No, he, you mentioned you mentioned four legs. He's just he's just using your four leg example to show how getting a lawyer gives them their four legs. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Mike. We got a, some somehow we have to get the void order down. Yeah, there's a lot of we, stuff we got to get down. Yeah, I know, Mike. Like uh, the bonds, uh, putting your property in trust. Correction. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. Yeah, I think uh, I think another thing people keep got to keep drilling into their heads is um, 
all men are created equal and we're treating this guy in a black dress like a god or our mommy or something. It's got to yeah. stop. He's just another man. Yep, that's correct. Yeah. Yep, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that we're, and I can speak for myself, because it, it, it is really affecting my health. Yeah, that, that's what the system is designed to do, is designed to break you down. Uh, I've, I've lost count of the amount of people that are, you know, have been sort of fighting different aspects of corrupt governments and corrupt courts. Um, you know, they, they, they've ended up dead. I mean, you, you look at um, you know, the John Harris over here. You know, I mean, that, that was a hell of a shock you know, when we heard about like he, he took his own life. And we thought, you know, what, 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 what the hell's going on? Well, it, it makes people do that. But that's the way the system designed to work is designed to break you. Well, it's doing it to me. Yeah. Which I and and I know better. That's what's pissing me the hell off. Yeah. I know what I know the the shit they're pulling. Yeah. Well, see, you got to remember, too, along with the fact that they're always constantly trying to wear you down, it works when you file paperwork and they refuse to take it, and then you get all mad that they won't take it and you just quit. When you, when you just drop the ball and walk away and refuse to play their game, they do whatever they want. They're just holding out that extra extra week or extra, they just ignore your notices so you will go into their court and you will start opening your mouth and you will give consent and you will give a confession. It's all a game just holding out, making you do something stupid or drop the ball. Correct. Well, I've, I've dropped the ball on a few things, minor, but as far as my home, what yeah. I've seen is when I do it regular mail, they won't take it. But when I do it file stamp with the post office, they yeah. take it. Yeah, because the post office is acting as a witness. Yes. Yeah. But now I'm having trouble with the post office doing the file stamp. Yeah. So how do, how do I go around that? Well, what do you mean you're having problems with the post office get a timestamp? Okay, you broke up. What? So, what, what what problems are you having with the post office and getting the timestamp? They don't want to timestamp it. Period. Because I do, I do it certified, and I do it also file stamp. And what I do is I do the two copies, one for the court, one for me, and then I do another copy for myself. Yeah. So I get them to file stamp it. Yeah. Correct. The post office is just date stamping it. It's not filed. Right. It's just correct. It's date. Right. right. Another another way around that. Right. Another way around that is if you get a witness to take your paper into the court, um, 
hand it over to the counter or if they've got a, uh, a public box, put it in there and then you get your witness to make a statement. See up here, up here we have um, registered mail. Yeah, and we have what, what I, Yeah, what I did is I, I got somebody to um, do up their notices and then I would initial the corner of every notice yeah. And then we would go to the post office and I would mail it under my name. So yeah. he he is the one sending in the documents, but I'm the third party witness to I'm the third party mailer who's a witness. I can take the stand and say I'm impartial and I I with my own hands put this these documents into this envelope. Yeah, and just the fact that they know that there's a man or woman willing to come in and testify that they serve them, yeah. they probably won't argue with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what we do over here, we have a, a lovely little um, private court in the Magistrates Court Act, and it's under criminal procedures. Uh, if anybody gets a speeding ticket or anything like that, we wait until you get the notice of final endorsements. And then under Section 14 of our Magistrates Court Act, it states if you put in a statutory declaration to say that you didn't receive the summons, the case without prejudice is null and void. So we've been doing that. We've been doing this for about two or three years now, and I've squashed about 15, 16 speeding tickets just by doing that. But what the courts are doing now is they're actually getting the police to serve the summons on the driver. So what we then do is we <laughs> we then issue another stat deck and the courts come back and say, nope, you were served because the police officer, he went out and he served it and he's, he, he is his statements. And we think, knockout, the police has just admitted there's been a conflict of interest because it's a police matter. <laughs> so it's a conflict of interest. So it's incorrectly served. That's pretty funny. So if they, if they think they can get the police to, to serve on you, then you, are, you shouldn't have any issue getting a witness to take your documents in and file them for you. But your witness is going to have to have some knowledge too because the clerks are going to probably try and shut them down too. Yeah, but what, what, what they can do is so long as, I mean, going up with a, with a video camera, and as, as a, process, a process server does, is they don't have to take it off you. You just drop it in front of them, and you go, served, and you come out. Only thing is you can't use a process server, but you can't over here to serve documents in a court. Here, they're starting to have cameras. They have sunglasses. And they have cameras on the sunglasses. Yes, yes, I've seen those. That's what they're doing here. Yeah. And they're taking a picture. Yeah, there you go. Can, okay. I, go on. can I add a quick experience from the other day? When, on. I tried putting, when I tried putting in papers in court, they, they wouldn't allow me, they wouldn't accept it, but I wouldn't leave until they had. And uh, I also requested for their manager. Yeah. At this, at this time, whilst waiting for the manager, 
the receptionist did the mistake and a new receptionist that came along came to serve me thinking I'd just come in and she stamped it in but then she wouldn't give me a receipt so I wouldn't budge without the receipt being given then uh, while we were sort of like discussing me, her giving me the receipt and me requiring it a police officer stepped in right and, and said I was uh, harassing her because she's told you procedures that she's she doesn't give out receipts upon her when you're giving papers so yeah. I, I asked I asked him for it I thought to myself lovely I've got a witness now so I took his uh, badge number and name nevertheless yeah. I've got the paperwork through eventually after they put me in the back room with the manager and he tried to talk me out of putting the papers in yeah but never, nevertheless I got it through he gave me a receipt but when I got into the court they completely utterly ignored any paperwork that was in and they wouldn't respond to any of my uh, you know my questions are in my paperwork and what my paperwork's in and blah blah they totally ignored it Right. Well, why didn't you when you went in? Did did you ask, are they in receipt of the court of record? Well, that was my mistake. Is uh, what I was doing is sticking to what was on paper. The answer to your question is in the paperwork I filed in this morning, which I have a copy. And if you don't, I have one here for you as well. But that you should have the ones I filed in this morning, and they were ignoring me. Yeah, you know, you know the reason why they're ignoring you because you're speaking. Yeah, that was my mistake yet again. I opening my mouth. Yeah, right, this right, this is where people when when they when they go into court, um, they they're slipping up because they're speaking, right? And when they, and when you start speaking, right, you just got to say the wrong word and boom, they've got you, right? Whereas what I do is I place a court on notice. I put all my notices in, as Carl said, right. You don't want to speak when you get in there. You want to get your notices in, and my notices are all answers will be placed upon papers. End of story. Right? You get that in 14 days prior to the court case, so you give them a chance to dispute your paperwork. No dispute. They set the court date for the next six days. So from the last court date until the next one is six days. Right, yeah, no, that, that's fine, that's fine. Pro pro notice in. Boom, there you go, six days, right? You've got six days now to dispute it. That's not your problem, they're giving you the six days. That's their problem, not yours. So something along the lines, notice, all answers shall be, uh, all answers will be on paper. The, 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 the public court of records places the court on notice that all answers will be provided on with pen, paper and ink. Puts you on notice. No, the, the, the public court of records places the court on notice that all Place. answers. I mean, most of you have heard that recording what I did with uh, my friend in uh, Dudley Magistrates Court. Oh, was it? Du oh, Dudley County Court. I put all his paperwork in. Right? When we got there, the solicitor for the other side tried coming over, tried to engage in correspondence. And I just handed him the envelope 
there you go, back to you, court record. And when he when he got in there, I mean, I, I couldn't believe how easy it was. The judge said, right, I understand you uh, You wish to be addressed as, which said, a man. Okay, and after that, she addressed us as a man. Because we put her on notice. And every time she asked a question, right, I had the opportunity to stop and think about what she asked. I placed the answer on paper, handed it to her. Right? She then asked another question, put the answer down on paper, handed her that one. She asked about three times and then she read that into the record. And she said she was adjourning the case to make a warrant for this man's arrest. Right? But it was just, <laughs> it was comical because she said, I I'm making a warrant for a man's arrest. Well, I was ready for getting out of there because I thought, yeah, I'm a man, I'm going to get arrested. I'm out of here. But she realized that she was in our public court. She wasn't in her court. The only way she could get out of it was by adjourning the case. And she would have made a warrant for his arrest and brought him back before a magistrate. Now, if that had happened, he wouldn't have had his court record in and they would have been able to send him to prison. But I circumvented that straight away because I put a void order in. I voided the judge's decision. Right? So I put personal notice like that. She was in a, in the, in a public court of record. Right? And she exceeded her public jurisdiction. And what I did was I then put a claim in, and I put the claim in its county. I put in a magistrate's level, and we sent a copy to the police. And he was, he was never arrested. So there's how simple a void order is. Piping in the background, please smooth out. Oh, that was me. I was just, uh, I was just correcting um, Janine's. No, it's always Janine. <laughs> no, it was me typing. No, get your facts straight, Cheyenne. I'm not going to I'm not going to cop that at 3:15 a.m. in the morning. I'm going to come right back at you, girl. Okay, <laughs> I have been I have been muted out. And it's either been Battelle or it's been it's been Mo. All right, um, Mo, do you mind if I ask you a question, please? Not a problem. Go ahead. I love. Um, you have said that you um, you check all your high court decisions. Now, yeah. all your high court decisions are they are they going to be based on common law? No, they they are based on their their law, right? But what I do is I use that as CF compared with. That's how I get around it. Okay, thank you. Are you you're in the void void order room on Skype, aren't you? Yes, I'm in. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm in all the rooms. Right. What, what do, this this makes me laugh because when when I use these high court decisions.
to avoid the orders. It makes me laugh when they come back and say, we strongly recommend you seek legal advice. <laughs> this has been done by a member of the Queen's Council. <laughs> so there's your legal advice. Got it for you. Boom, there you go. And it's... Uh, I'll get the High Court decision look. So, as that's explained, it's made it a bit more easy for you guys, yeah? yeah anyone ha have any more questions? I do. Good. Hey, Mo, it's Vital again. Uh, thanks for what you're doing. Uh, it's pretty good, even though we're having a hard time uh, understanding it. But uh, uh, on a foreclosure judgment for possession, yes, uh, could could the, that judgment be voided for uh, not uh, including a bond? Correct. Anything you, you think is relevant to that order being void, you put it in. Because uh, they never include the bond, and we've had uh, run-ins with the sheriff here, and we actually held them off for not having a bond. Yeah. But uh, eventually, another time they came, they just bullied right through, and um, you know, so now they took the property. And um, could a claim be filed after for them taking the property without having the bond when they were asked uh, to provide it? Yes, you go after the individuals. Trespassing your property it wasn't their property. All right, because I think all these orders are basically void. They're, they're not even properly done. Of course they are. Of course they are. Well, don't forget you can attack jurisdiction at any time. Correct. That's another reason to void it right from the beginning. They never had jurisdiction. Also, no first hand knowledge. Correct. So would you list all those reasons as in like bullet points? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm doing now. Because I'm I'm facing eviction. Yeah, just have a look at the uh, example of promo void order the void orders in the room, uh, Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna go back and uh, listen again too, probably more than once. But I find the. Uh, I find the recordings are usually a bit better sound. Yeah. <clears throat> you you don't have a first hand knowledge. You don't no, have no, 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 don't don't put you, put the sheriff or the judge or the who whoever's making the allegation. The attorney, <laughs> they never they never the plaintiff never shows up. Plus, they never bring anybody in to testify. Correct. And they Correct. get away, and they get away the with it all the time. Right? Correct. And then the judge makes an order. But if you also right? notice... Against you. See, like, uh, I, think, uh, I think it's the Trinzi versus Pagliaro or whatever, where um, an attorney cannot give evidence or testimony because he has no first-hand knowledge. Correct. And so now you have a fictitious plaintiff that never appeared. The, the attorney that appeared on their behalf has no, no personal knowledge of anything. 
So right there, that's automatically a couple of reasons for void. I just just had a hearing uh, a couple of months ago, and this attorney was so bold. She uh, asked to be sworn in. She's, uh, you know, stating up and down that, uh, you know, she's aware of this and that and the other thing from some bank or a trust that she probably never even seen in her life. Yeah. And the judge just lets her get away with it. Yep. Even though even though I'm objecting and challenging it. Well they have first hand personal knowledge that the computer screen said so. It's funny too because um like I was just saying about the uh the attorney has no first hand personal knowledge. You see this all the time in court where the prosecutor hands the cop that's sitting on the witness stand document and gets the cop to verify them or read them into the record as if the cop has any power to verify something he didn't create in the first place. Correct. Yeah, I guess Carl says, bring bring me the man or the woman who's making the claim. Yep. It's as simple as that. Do you UCC search, and Mike, don't yell at me for this, but do a UCC search and see if if they are even licensed. Yeah. To operate yeah. in that state. Yeah. And 100%, you're going to find out they are not. Exactly. Thank you, Mel. Not a problem. That's also how you get them. Also, you can do a, a UCC 11 search, and you'll end up going to find out there is no lien. Yeah. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Mike, for not pitching me in on that one. <laughs> not yet. It's all a, it's all a game. Yeah. Thank you, Mel. Get a certified copy of the UCC 11 lien. There is no, there is never a lien. No, not a certified copy, verified copy. Right, certified copy, and you're going to find out there is no lien. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's all, a, it's all, a, it's all a game. Yes. To begin with, to begin with, you can get just a certified copy, just to get their record, and then you could, uh, you know, get a uh, verified copy if it goes to trial. Yes. But just the way to verify as a witness has to testify to it. Yeah, I mean, just just put a certified copy and then just use that as an exhibit. Right. Right. Just to get a verified right. copy is probably an impossibility. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's going. No. It's going to. You can get a certified copy. It's going to cost shit. Well, here it's going to cost thirty-five dollars. Yeah. I'm on Pennsylvania. Right. Right. So, can you guys see how I've laid out the the void order in the? Um, the Void Judgment Void Orders Group on Skype. 
Alright, let me look. Best thing to do, guys, is just cut and paste that. That that will, that will give you an example of, of how I lay out my void orders. Yeah, something showed up. So you can see how I put, like, for example, Blackpool Magistrates Court presided on a matter that placed the public servants, chairman, wingers, and clerk in a conflict of interest because it was a police matter. Uh, sorry, it was, a, it, was, it was money owed to the court. Uh, the matter related to a non-payment of a court fine to which the court failed to produce evidence of its public and private accounts to support the allegations. And then I put in square bracket CF. So we've got over here, Regina versus Altrincham Justice, right? This is like my noble and learned friend. I'm of the opinion that the principle which governs this matter is that a man shall not be a judge in his own cause. So you can see how I've brought in the common law part first, so the law of common sense, and then I put in their own legislation in the square brackets. And this has worked for you? Yes. Okay. One thing I will t tell you guys, I, I will not tell you to do something that I have not done myself. So when we when you tell us how to rub a bank. <laughs> Which bank? The bank of the government. <laughs> I've all I've already robbed them of six hundred pounds. <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying. So, so you've done that. So when are you going to tell us how? <laughs> I just have void order. <laughs> Thank you for your donation as well, Janine. Yeah, I think void orders or void judgments uh, is uh, is a great way to go, and it's I think it's powerful because you're directly challenging their authority, their jurisdiction to do what they're doing. Yeah, and when you challenge it in writing, they have to they have to. Uh, basically uh, uh, prove their authority or, you know, prove how they got to where they're at. Correct. Now, when you put that in, it's, it's stating that I don't accept your order, Judge. Right? And when they come back, I mean, we, we've had a couple of cases where the courts have come back and one has actually said, what do you want us to do with this? <laughs> we don't want of any man. I require you to place this on the file. That's all we've told them to do. I require you to place it on the file. Others have come back and said, oh, no, 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 it's, uh, we, we, we dismiss your void ab initio without merit. So no problem. So we went back and we voided their, their decision to dismiss our void ab initio. Because they were trying to be clever. But isn't their order just their opinion? Exactly, yes. Yes. 
And you either accept their opinion or you don't. If you don't, you got to let them know. Correct. You stay silent, you accepted it. Yes. I mean, I, I did with what if this was actually a, um, a high court judge when he wrote back and said, no, I, I don't accept this. So I went back and I said, what, really? Okay, well, please provide the point of law you relied upon that authorizes you to overrule your own legislation. And he couldn't. So we well, that's back. The, isn't that the facts and, and, and conclusion of all? Correct, yes. How they are making so many people sick. Mm. That's unreal. Yeah. Well, it's not our own fault. Well, yeah, well, this this all stems from, you know, the, the the schools, because this is what we've been programmed to think. Yep. We've been programmed to think, you know, the, the oh, uh, uh, you know, uh, you better be on your best behaviour when you see a police officer. I mean, how many, I mean, I remember this, like, my parents said to me, oh, you better, watch what you're doing, there's a police officer there, he'll, he'll lock you up and throw away the key, you know, all right, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, hey, what do you mean, lock me up and throw away the key? <laughs> really? <laughs> Is he going to lock me up and throw away the key? Right? What's, what's he going to do to get me out of there? <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, you know, so it, it, it stems from when you're young. I mean, with my grandson now, I'm, I'm teaching him, right? And he, he now gets it, and he's only 10. Yeah, what happens is they get a foothold and then, you know, they get brazen and they keep going because nobody speaks up and nobody says anything. So nobody's giving notice, nobody's complaining. They're going to keep doing what they do. Yes. I mean, can you imagine if there was no crime? What would the courts do? They would have to in invent another law, if not invent, they'd have to create a legislation you know, when, when's, the, when's the last time a court laid off people? Exactly. Right, beep, beep. Uh, judge demands in court in USA appear to ignore void orders. Right. What do you mean? How? What do you mean by the ignore? As in, they don't respond. If, if, they, if they're going to ignore void orders, you <laughs> okay? So or they respond with arrest. If they respond with arrest, there's a communication of a threat. So you ask them who's given them authority to communicate a threat. So if they if they respond with you know you will be arrested well you 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 
you avoid that order. And what you do is you'll highlight the fact where they've issued the threat, right? And you say, right, so therefore they've exceeded their public jurisdiction. Because if you put a void order in and they've come back and said, if you don't do this, we will come right, and that's communicating the threat. So you require the point of law that they're relying upon to issue a threat in order to extort either information and or funds. Yeah. yeah, well, let's let them um, be peace. They, they appear to ignore void orders and just proceed. Yeah, well, all you do is if, they, if they're going to carry on proceeding, you carry on voiding their decisions, their orders. What was it with the same basic paperwork? Yes. Basically representing it and adding their new uh, rubbish that they're saying they're basing the orders on and just re yeah yeah I'm starting to get it now yeah 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 I mean right, for, for example right I, I put about four void orders in right when they foreclose on my on my house right um, the uh, they when I first went to court. I didn't know. I didn't know all about this thing with the common law. I hadn't a clue. I'd just been hit with a CSA, and they come in, they rate me wages, so I meant I couldn't afford the mortgage on my property. I had the property on the market because I was selling the property. I just come in and they just took took the property. Then they come back at me for a shortfall. And when they came back at me for the shortfall, I was just getting into uh, this Freeman movement, and I was starting asking questions about the mortgage. I was asking for copies of their accounts and whatnot. And um, when I go into court, the judge was doing all the talking. And one thing I did do to screw the judge up afterwards was I got a transcript done. And I got it done professionally. And in that transcript, he turned on and said to me that if I put any more paperwork into the court, he would issue a civil restraining order against me. I voided his decision. All right? He didn't issue a civil restraining order. They just turned around and said, oh, your, your void order is dismissed without merits. So I went back again, voided his decision again. All right? Put everything in there. And I put about four void orders in. And what that judge did was he got that fed up with me. He moved it to a different court. So I went after that court. And I put a void order in. I went in for the claim in. And that was the one I was on about when I went in uh, last month, put the paperwork in. And she said, we can't, we can't accept this because it's not on court paperwork. It was funny because all my other previous void orders and all my previous claims have been in the same format, yet you have accepted it. So please provide the point of law you're relying upon that authorises you not to accept that paperwork. And she couldn't. She had to take it. Yeah, right, Janine, yeah. So if they're going to cite a statute or court or legislation, as Carl says, you write back and you ask them to um, 
bring forward the man or the woman who wrote that statute or code or legislation, right? And you want them to swear on oath, right? And point the finger at you to say, my code applies to you. They can't. Thank you. Yes, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Who's that? Any more questions? No, are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. I just got the mail. You just got what, sorry? Not, I, I just got the mail. Yeah. And I did what Carl said to do. Yeah. Was motion of stay of eviction. Yeah. And I just got an order from the court yep. that I was denied. Right. Any reason why? Uh, defendant, defendant objects to enter of the court's order on June 19th. Defendant, are they referring to you? Correct. Right. June or July? So when when did you become a defendant? You're a woman. Uh, the defendant was in brackets. Yeah. <clears throat> well, aren't, aren't you a defendant when you're filing a motion anyway? I think Carl is going statutory Carl, with that part of it. Carl had me do motion of stay. Yeah. Right. He's he's doing statutory. And that's what I did. Right. right. Now what you now what you may what he may tell you to do is uh well I don't know if he's gonna go uh statutory or not, but he's probably buying you buying you time. You could appeal that decision. Or file a motion to reconsider. No, no, no. I would just place them on notice, right? But it's a, it's a court, it's a court of record, and that's what you want the judge to do is, right? You want that judge to show cause as to how he has become involved in this claim. He's just a witness, and is, and you're not asking him for the stay. You're telling him. So what you can do there is you can void that decision, right? Because what you can say is like that the the man um, who uh, who was presided as the judge has exceeded his public jurisdiction, right, and interfered with my right to file a claim. 
Right, so your claim is right to have it state. He's interfered with that right. So you want that judge to show right where he has become personally involved in your claim. But is there a, is there a claim? She's proclaiming to have it have it state. Because yeah, you you put a claim in? Yeah, no, you put a not. claim in because no, it's basically on a property. I didn't make Hold on now. I didn't make claim. Go ahead, Cheyenne. Yes. It's you. You it. Cheyenne? Where'd she go? I left. You didn't hear what you were saying. You put in what? I did do I did do a mechanics lean. Right. Yeah. What I would, yeah, what you on need to do, on the eviction, I did what Carl told me to do, was motion of stay. Yeah. For the eviction. Right. I just got now an order today in the mail that I was denied. Right. Void. Void his decision. I'm sorry, what? Proper avoid Orvin. Avoid his decision. And how would I do that? <laughs> We've just been talking about it for the last hour and four minutes. I'm sorry, Mel. I, I'm sorry, Mel, if I'm repeating myself. You are sorry? You what? Yes. <laughs> oh, you're not falling for that one, Ian. Well, I must say, they've got a hard time understanding your accent. So I yes. don't think they've caught most of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I always do a record. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the show's recorded, isn't it? Can we access the show after? Because I, I want to hear it again. All right. <laughs> right, yeah. What you need to do is void, put a void order in, void the judge's decisions. He's exceeded his public jurisdiction. He's not adhering to his master, which is you. So you void his decision and then you put another notice in to have it stayed. Thank you, Mel. Okay. So what was that short cause of how you got involved in uh, a personal matter? Is that what you said, Mel? The judge? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the judge, the judge is saying that he has denied her motion to have it stayed. Well, it's not for him to say that, because he is 
acting as though he's part of this claim. He's not. He's just a witness, right? Shan's put a thing in to have it stayed. He should stay the eviction. You're right. But because she filed the motion, uh, statutory in their case, doesn't that give him um, jurisdiction to act on it? Yes, it does. But what she's doing now is, this is what I'm saying, when people have had orders made under their statutory court, if they have exceeded their public jurisdiction, right? because let's not forget, these are public servants. And what they're doing is, they're operating as privateers. Right? Because... Because it's an eviction. I take it, is, is it the banker who's trying to foreclose on your property? Sean? Where'd you go? I believe so. Normally it's a bank. Right, yeah, right. So a bank is a private corporation. It's not public. It's a private corporation. So here we have a public servant, a judge, right, who's now got involved in a private matter. So he's exceeded his public jurisdiction. And he's also harming a man or woman to the benefit of a fiction. Yes, correct. And what she can do then is put a claim in, right, to have it stayed, and she can put an actual correction on on the wording what she should use, right? I I did not ask for it to be stayed, right? I require for it to be stayed. Well, it would be interesting to know what uh, what Carl uh, was intending with that. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I suspect he was intending to, to delay the matter. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And the thing what you've got to realise with uh, Carl is there's always a method in his madness. You know, people think, well, at least he's got the statutory. No, no, there's, there's always a method behind Carl's madness. Madness? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> madness or malice? Madness. <laughs> The good pinkers are the mad ones. <laughs> Shouldn't be. More questions? Yeah, what time is dinner? Okay. Or is somebody waiting for Carl to come on? 
So I want to hear Kyle come on and stop bashing you. <laughs> no doubt he will. Yeah, it's just um, I just sent a message to Gus to see if he even knows about it. Um, Sorry, what was that? I said, is Gus, is Gus on? He's, he's not on my Skype thing. Where is he? No, I just, I just sent him a private message to ask if he knows um, yeah. that Bert's having a call and I gave him the TalkShoe ID number. All right. So can't come he... on during sunset. He can't see the computer screen. All right. Okay. Let's come move to you. He's busy building a homestead. Right. Yeah, because I missed quite a few visuals uh, recently. He hasn't had any. He's usually on What? We're waiting for Carl to finish. He's moving and he's uh, moving around. We're bringing him to England, but we're just waiting for him to tell us when he's available to come. Right. I think we should do a trade. I think <laughs> Carl should go to England for a while. We should trade him for Mo for a while. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we could do that. Yeah, you could, you could have him for a couple of months and give me a rest as well. It'd be like a common law uh, team trade. <laughs> it sounds really good, but the only the only thing is is that Mo will go over to America and he'll start talking like an American, and then Carl will go over to England and start talking like Mo, and we won't have any idea who's actually telling us what. <laughs> the only problem with Carl going over there is he may bring some more dogs back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the strange thing is. Um, Carl, uh, his birthday is the same month as mine. Uh, he used, to, I think, he, he used to work on the on the rail on the railroad. Well, I work on the railway. I'm a train driver, and Carl has border collies, and we have a border collie. So how how ironic is that? Did you say he railroads or he worked on the railroad? He worked on the rail on the railroad. Oh, I thought you said he railroads people. No, no, no. I'm the judge. Yeah, you call it rail, railroad over there. We call it railway over here. I think we call it working on the trains. Yes. Or working on the train tracks. Yes. Buddy, buddy, come here. Yeah, chef. You know what? Buddy, was he talking to a dog? I'm not. That guy, they keep saying, hey, buddy, hey, come here. Was he talking to a dog? As a matter of fact, I am. Oh, all right. Thought I was thought I was muted. <laughs> it sounded like Carl there for a minute because Carl's always shot these dogs, didn't he? <laughs> Give me a precious doll. <laughs> right. So, are we sort of a bit more up to speed with with the void orders? Has, has that made it a bit more clearer? No. 
Charming. Let's close it. Let me ask you a question. Maybe it will give clarification where needed. Go on. I want, I want to get clarification on this. I want to get some dinner. I'm going to get my minutes. Right. Which I have already done, thanks to a, a good guy on uh, one of the common law sites, Jules. He made it for me. He wrote it out. File on demand with big red writing. And I've got it ready. So I'm going to take that... Yeah, well, guess, guess, guess where Jules got it from. It, well, it's probably from you. That's why we're <laughs> in the chat room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why we're in the chat room set up, as I understand it. Anyway, so I'm going to grab that and I'm going to attach the void order onto that. And yes. And the void order is going to have my signatures at the bottom and yep. I'm going to fight it in, basically. Yes. If they don't accept it, I'm just going to walk into court with it, and yeah. I'm going to present them to, uh, without getting in their jurisdiction, and just stick to my gun, the answer to your questions with my paperwork. Yes. And I'll yeah, take yeah. it in there. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the best thing to do is, I mean, obviously, once you get experience this, I mean, I've been in court. Somebody asked me today how many times I've been in court, and I couldn't, I couldn't sort of tell him. I mean, what, it's about 30, 30, 40 cases we've done? Too many. I would say about 30, 40 cases we've done in, in court. And once you understand how, it, how the system works, um, when you are able to go in there and be relaxed and not be fearful of what they're going to do to you because you've got your paperwork in, you've got your notices in, it comes second nature. It, re it really does, but it's just overcoming that... Uh, fear factor and um, the best way to overcome the fear factor is by putting everything on paper that way you can't go wrong okay 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 in the UK <laughs> right guys um uh, do I have everybody's permission now to uh, log out and uh, go and get some uh, some tea? Hey, I have a final quick question. Go on. If you uh, made an agreement with somebody to do something for you and um, uh, you worked out a price and all that and you paid them and they never performed, what would you do? I will file a claim against if you If you pay them and... You've reached an, well, you reached an agreement and you've paid them and they haven't carried it out. Well, then what you do is you make a claim to get your money back. So you would uh, you would do that privately first? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. You know, do do everything in the in, in the private first before going in the public. All right. I might need you to come to America to handle that. <laughs> well, we're we're in need of a holiday, so. <laughs> what's this we? What's this we? It's not plural. It's singular. Look. No, it's we. Me, no, me, no, me and the, me no, and you, no. Yes. Sorry, I'm the dog. Yeah, I forgot about the dog. Uh, no, the me dog. and the dog will stay here. You can go. I'll have a two-month rest. Good job. Oh, oh, we just started the big problem. I think Mo's going to need some help over there from Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, you can bring the wife over to the Azores, she can stay there, and you can come over for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying here. 
No, I did say to Gus, uh, you know, we'd like to come over and um, see him, but obviously Gus is um, he's in the uh, process of moving. He's looking he's looking to buy some land somewhere, isn't he, Gus? Oh, Gus? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I haven't talked to him in a little bit. He's near me. Yeah. Yeah, because you're, well, if, you, if, if you're near Gus, you're like more or less on the eastern side of the States. Yeah, I'm right on the Massachusetts border with New Hampshire. All right. About 40 minutes away from Gus. Right. right, well, I'm going to jump on and get some tea. Um, if you want to do another talk uh, at a later date, I'm, uh, I'm up for it. And I'll keep everybody informed in the Avoid Judgment, Avoid Order group. Hey, sounds good. Thank you. No worries. You've made it rain. Is it really? It's been raining, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't need to water the garden, though. Right. Okay, then, guys. I shall catch you all later. See you later, Mo. All right, no worries. Take it easy. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mo. No worries, Mike. Catch you later. I'm not being rude, but however many times I've listened to Mo, I struggle understanding him as well. We struggle understanding you. Hey, hey, my friend. You <laughs> <laughs> think Hey, Malaka. Only Malakia, only. <laughs> Yeah, I recognize your voice. Uh, I, and now I recognize yours, too. It's kind of hard before because I had to have one ear concentrating on hearing Mo. How's everything over there? Yes, yeah, everything's cool. Same crap. The weather's uh, raining. Could be worse. It could be in the homeland. In the homeland, hey, yeah, Greece. I'd love. I'd rather be in Greece. Well, not with the way things are over there right now. Don't put any yeah. money in the bank. Yeah, that's for the corporate side. But they, they use their drachmas on the side. They don't. They've got two currencies out there now. So the that's people, smart. The, yeah, people are dealing with their original currency and let the. The banks still with the euros. That's the way to do it. That way you have some autonomy. Yeah. Hey, uh, what happened to Cheyenne? She might want to stop the recording. Mike, do you know? Mike. Sorry, I was muted. I think uh, Bert started. I think Bert started this call. Oh, where's Bert? Hey Bert. hey, Bert, where's Ernie? 